Hey guys, and welcome once again to the Sat Street Journal. My name is Chance. My name is Jeff. And this week, we are going to bring you the basics of cryptocurrencies. Uh, we realized that last week, we kind of went into the basics of what is Bitcoin and did you guys a little injustice by, uh, by skipping ahead a couple steps. So we wanted to take this time to step back and really make sure that you guys have a good understanding of what cryptocurrencies are, how you invest, and uh, you know how you can feel safe about what you're doing in space. So first off, Jeff, let's just dive right in and say, uh, what are cryptocurrencies? So cryptocurrencies in the broad sense are trying to replace and improve the current financial system. Now, cryptocurrencies have different goals. So like Bitcoin is trying to be a global money that anyone can use, nobody can stop or censor transactions, and it has a finite supply. It's just trying to be money. Um, whereas other cryptocurrencies, there's platforms like Celsius and Nexo that are kind of like crypto banks. And they offer a token on their platform that you can hold and it almost acts like a membership benefit where they give you better interest rates on the cryptocurrencies that you keep on the platform. They give you lower loan rates. So you, you end up paying less and they actually offer an interest rate on the token itself. So it almost acts like a stock buyback where every single week they're going into the market and buying more sell tokens for everyone who's holding them. And so it almost is like an equity in that sense or a stock. Um, then you have other decentralized exchanges where you can hold their token and you can earn a percentage of all the fees of that exchange, uh, which is another way that it kind of acts like a stock. But they all have different goals. But overall, cryptocurrencies are just trying to improve the current financial system. Okay, so some cryptocurrencies are actually trying to be like the next iteration of money, while other cryptocurrencies are just trying to uh, replace current sectors of the financial system. Exactly. So for the ones that are trying to replace money, um, you know, we start off with something like barter, uh, where it'd be like, I'll give you two chickens for a goat. Um, but, then we moved on to, <laughs> yeah, but then we moved on to seashells and wampum. And then we moved on to corn-backed currency. And then we moved to silver and gold. And today we have nothing backing our money. So it's just... Everybody believes that these paper notes are worth stuff. And so I think the next iteration is going to be digital money. Um, that so not going back to corn. No, probably okay. not going back to corn. I think that we've tried and tested that, and uh, it, it was not successful for us. All right, man. So the, uh, so the other good question we had was uh, how do you actually invest into crypto? You know, is it, uh, is it something that you just have to put your money in and just hope it goes up? When can you get out? Uh, can you sell immediately? I think this is another common misconception that I haven't thought about is just, uh, you know, where where's your money at that time? Or congratulations, you just bought this and you can never return it. Yeah, I would use reputable exchanges. Um, I would try to stay away until you until you understand what you're doing. I would stay away from stuff like decentralized exchanges or exchanges that maybe require you to use a VPN because there's, that's a very easy way to um, either lose money or just get scammed outright. So sticking to kind of the top names, you know, there's Coinbase, Kraken, Swan, there's um, Cash App is another one. It's really easy to, for people to start using. Um, but just stick to like big name brands because that, that you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, and uh, actually I got started on Coinbase myself uh, as a, an app on 
honestly, the, the Play Store and the App Store. Uh, it also has a section to where you can go and learn about some uh, some upcoming uh, different cryptos. And it will actually reward you in their tokens if you t take the little two, three minute class and take their quiz. And it does have the nice feature of being able to swap from one cryptocurrency to another directly without having to sell and then purchase having two transactions. Which is nice because then you're only paying for one fee instead of two. And it's one of the exchanges that's been around the longest. Um, and they are the largest exchange in the US. Um, I don't know if there's another exchange called Binance that I don't know if it's bigger, but it's from somewhere else. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Coinbase, super easy, super simple. I mean, if, if you've ever invested on, in like a vault stocks or anything on Robinhood, you will notice it has a very similar model. Uh, it's just very simple for anybody new jumping in. And yeah, I mean, that, that's what I recommend. If you want to learn a little bit about it, feel free to throw a little money in there and uh, just research and, and see what you would like to actually invest in. And then a little pro tip too is if you go to, if you set up your account on Coinbase, but then you log into Coinbase Pro, you actually get lower fees that way. They, they only charge like a, a half percent fee on Coinbase Pro, whereas on the retail facing Coinbase.com, they'll, they'll charge you a little bit more. Uh, for that convenience. But. Jeff is talking about when you initially purchase whatever cryptocurrency you decide to go with, there's normally a, a fee associated with it. So it's it'll be a little bit less on that. So if you buy $100 worth, instead of getting hit with a 3% fee, you'll get hit with a, what, a half, half percent or so. Yeah. Okay. And the reason they charge that fee is is mainly, I mean, they, they make a little bit of money whenever whenever you um, purchase stuff on their, on their site, but it's also to cover uh, transaction fees on the network for them. Um, which is just why that, that fee is there in the first place. It, it almost acts like a stock brokerage too. Um, but yeah, Coinbase has been around for, gosh, a bunch of years. Mm -hmm. um, they've been around a while and they're actually publicly listed on the stock exchange. So Okay. And for someone that, uh, that jumps in and, and they just, they feel a little uncomfortable even, even after initial investing and they want to, and they want to get out of it, can they, can they do that quickly? Uh, is there like a certain time limit that they have to hold this or uh, can they just get out at any time? Nope. So it acts just like a stock. So if you go onto Coinbase or whatever exchange you want to use and you purchase a little bit of Bitcoin, let's say, let's say you buy $10 worth of Bitcoin, then then you'll receive, you know, however much that is, it's going to be like 0. 0.0001, whatever, right, Bitcoin. You'll, you'll be able to hold on to that number of Bitcoin uh, until you go to sell it. And it'll, whenever you go to sell it, it's really easy. You can do it anytime. And it's just the same process. You just, instead of hitting buy Bitcoin, you just hit sell Bitcoin. And it's it's super simple. It actually does have the benefit of truly being able to sell at any time. Not like like the stock market to where, hey, guess what? It's, uh, it's three o'clock down here in central time. You, you have to hold on to the next day. Uh, the craziest thing for me to wrap my head around initially was the fact that I could buy and sell 24-7. There are no holidays for cryptocurrencies. And what you're essentially doing whenever you exchange your U.S. dollars is, is like getting, you're getting a different currency back um, in your account. So you would sell your U.S. dollars and you would get however much Bitcoin back in your account. And then you have that amount of Bitcoin and that, that amount of Bitcoin doesn't change. Um, even if the price price of it changes, the amount of Bitcoin that you have stays the same. Um, kind of like a stock where if you bought a share of 
um, GE or name another company, then regardless of whether that price goes up or down, you still have that one share of whatever it is. And just a heads up, guys, when you do sign up for these uh, these different exchanges, keep in mind they do have to abide by federal regulations. So if they ask for a driver's license, some form of ID, you know, uh, potentially a social security number, I can't remember if that's one of them or not. But uh, yeah, it, it's nothing abnormal. Uh, once again, we will have a list of the exchanges that we use on our website. Actually, we have them up there right now. So if you are going to use Exchange, please, while you're getting your feet wet, just use one of those until you know until you know a little more, uh, because those are ones that we have personally used and that we feel significantly safer about uh, referring out to people. Yeah. Okay. So another fun question was: When you sell cryptocurrencies, is it a taxable event? I think there's this uh, huge misconception that it is just completely hidden from the government and this uh, this magic internet money is just hidden from Uncle Sam completely. Is, is that the case or not? No. So cryptocurrencies are not anonymous. Um, you can't, there are ways of making them more private, but more than likely, you're, unless you learn how to do that, you're, it's going to be pretty obvious what you're doing. Um, but... To answer your question, yes, they are taxable events. Anytime you sell cryptocurrency, at least in the U.S., I should say, because I other jurisdictions may have different rules, but in the U.S., in Texas, whenever you sell cryptocurrencies, as of right now, they are taxable. So just know that if Jamel and you are sitting on some nice, hefty profits, Uncle Sam is going to want his cut. Oh, yeah. So don't, don't just go on a spending spree or, you know, go buy you a new house or anything <laughs> because, uh, yeah, Uncle Sam's going to want his part. Yeah. All right, Jeff, so I feel like we didn't uh, completely uh, do injustice to our listeners because it seems like we did get the point clear that you didn't have to purchase one full Bitcoin whenever you want to get in. Uh, Because we got the question of if I wanted to spend $10 on Bitcoin, how much would I actually get? So an easy way to do this is take whatever amount that you're wanting to buy, so $10, let's say, and then you divide it by the current price of Bitcoin. So if you if the current price is $40,000, you do 10 divided by 40,000, which gives you 0.00025 Bitcoin. Uh, it's a lot easier just to say 25,000 sats, which a sat is just the smallest unit of Bitcoin. Um, and then you can actually take that and you can add that transaction into like CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap and just track your portfolio. Okay, perfect. I actually I like that because it's something we haven't talked about. If you ever do want to look up uh, various prices of what certain cryptocurrencies are, uh, Coin Market Cap or Coin Gecko are both excellent uh, sources that have a real time value that uh, you you can literally see the numbers change. Yeah, and and they have a pretty cool integration where you can, like I said, add add your buys and sells and track your portfolio and and see it grow and and all that. So. Okay, so that covers some of the basics of cryptocurrency, but we want to show that uh, that the cryptocurrency world has some real life interests. And uh, Jeff, you actually had a, had a story from this weekend, right? Yeah, just yesterday, uh, I had a friend reach out to me, and his boss wants to start accepting cryptocurrency for their vape shop. Which interesting, it was interesting to me because it was just kind of out of the blue. He um, asked me kind of about accepting it and stuff like that. So I'm actually going to meet with with. Uh, his boss and talk with them about setting up a BTC pay server, which is just a free and open source way of accepting cryptocurrency and zero fees too. So, 
Man, that's so awesome to think about. I mean, thinking about just how, <laughs> you know, the last couple of years, uh, maybe maybe just with the some of the older generation, but it, it was just, uh, oh, this is a way of uh, smuggling drugs in or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and now now you're seeing stores actually start to adopt it. Yeah. Because they see the, the huge growth potential it has. And Visa actually has partnerships with some different, like crypto banks and merchants that will let you load up a debit card with, cryptocurrency and anytime you swipe it'll actually automatically convert the cryptocurrency into whatever the merchant is wanting to accept so like us dollars or even another cryptocurrency and um it'll let you transact without having to worry about oh i have to go and and sell this or i have to buy this or whatever it just handles it for you man that's so simple it's crazy 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 thanks again guys for tuning in to another episode of the sat street journal if you had any questions that we didn't answer, be sure to leave them down below. We, we look across all our different platforms, um, but generally probably the best place is either Facebook or YouTube um, because then other people can see them as well. Uh, if you wanna support us, the best way to do that is just leave a like, subscribe, uh, rate, rate us on all your podcasting apps. And if you did find this video beneficial, then go ahead and share us with your friends and family who might be interested in this kind of stuff. Um, we'd like to help out as many people as we can uh, that are new to the space. And once again, just thanks for listening.